I've got a fatal fanny. Ooh. <laughs> I've got a fanny fatal. <laughs> I've got um, nothing anywhere near as good as that. Hello there, welcome to Date Fight. And it's, I mean, amazing, really. Mm. Uh, it's a podcast where we take things that occurred on this day in history and we push them against each other. Yes, we do. He's Jake Yap. I'm Nat Tapley. Joining us is Lizzie Roper. And this is episode 301. We forgot about it yesterday. It's 301. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I prefer 301. Oh. 300 is so passe. I know. Everyone does that. Yeah. Mm. Um, how are you doing, Lizzie? I've got a gin and a tonic. I'm doing excellent, thank you very much. We should point out that if there are he- technical hitches, uh, they're Jake's fault because he's in France. Yeah, it's my turn. It's my turn, yeah. Debbie. Off to the, the hot yeah. tub with you. The drawer of everyone's scorn iron. <laughs> Have you got a hot tub? Jealousy. Have you got a cold puddle? Have you got a. Listen, I haven't trickle? got hot water, let alone a hot tub, and I'm not kidding. <laughs> I tried to turn on the, the boiler and all the electrics went. The only means of heating water you had was a hot tub. And you had to go and fish it out <laughs> in a kettle. Skip the vegetables soup. in there. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you think you've got a patisserie? Do you think Ooh. you've got vermin? Mm. I've, I've got everything. I found a toad in the garden. Oh, crapo. Oh, lovely. Crapo. Crapo. Christopher Lily crapo. I, I prefer to call them toads, okay? <laughs> and it was like a toad. Um... Did it grant and, you a wish? Grapes. Actual ripe, delicious grape. Did you lick? <gasps> was he a delicious toad? Yeah. yeah. Really good. Did he have the hallucinogenic back? <laughs> I I had the night of my life. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, did you lick its back? <laughs> Round one! <laughs> I'm going to take us to the 30th of August, 1909, when Charles Doolittle Walcott didn't do little, he did lots. He found the first ever soft body fossils in the Burgess Shale in the Canadian Rockies. Well, so what, you might say? Well, ah, finding soft-bodied fossils in the uh, uh, Burgess Shale was the first thing that told us all about the Cambrian explosion. So we wouldn't know without the soft body fossils that around 540 million years ago, um, we stopped just being blobs and lots of other things came into being all at pretty much roughly the same time. Although he didn't realise what he'd found, he spent he went back every year after 1909 until 1924, collecting 65,000 specimens, then spent three years writing them all up, then he spent the next few years being dead, um, and no one really <laughs> knew. He was trying to fit them into things they already knew about, so he went, oh, that looks a bit like a dog, that looks a bit like a weasel, that looks a bit like a jellyfish, that's probably what that is, that's what that is. It wasn't until 1962 someone actually went, no, you're completely wrong, those are all new things we've never seen before. We had no idea about how weird everything was. These are failed (laughs) evolutionary dead ends. (laughs) That's not a dog, let's call it a pterodactyl. (laughs) So one of them was Opabinia, which has, if you look at it, it's essentially a woodlouse with five eyes and a snout. Yeah, Uh, wood dog. There's one called Hallucigenia, which is as weird as it sounds, because for they put it together yeah. upside down. It was only in the uh-huh. 60s we realised, oh no, it's the other way up and that row of spikes on its back. Those are things that function as legs without knees oh. or joints. Oh. Uh, wow. There's Wiwaxia, a spiny slug. So it was essentially a mixture between Dog. a... Yeah. <laughs> These sound like characters from a terrible children's TV programme. They do. Probably yeah. on Channel 5. Well, Wiwaxia. we should make that. Um <laughs> And so they recently found other strata above and below, so we can find out what happened. We know exactly when it was, by the way. 508 million years ago, all these animals 
died. We mainly get the ones that spent their life on the bottom of the sea because those are the ones that got buried in the mud. Uh, ones that swam around biting each other didn't get uh, so well preserved. So we don't have as many of those. Um, anyway, the Cambrian explosion was um, when multicellular beings, which was sort of mainly all jellyfish and blobs and sea sponges and no vertebrates at all, suddenly became a proliferation of all sorts of things that filled the oceans and the land eventually. And without the Burgess Shale, we wouldn't know anything about how that happened. We still don't know much about it, but what we do know comes from the Burgess Shale in Canada, from Charles Doolittle Walcott on the 30th of August, 1909. Mm. Well, that's good. Mm. <laughs> but I want to take you to... what? Hello? Where's he gone? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to take you to... He didn't do yeah. any research at all, did he? <laughs> oh, the dog ate my homework. I'm going to take you to the... Oh, did oh. teen feed not work? Rude. Oh, shame. Did you ever do that thing at school where you'd and um, when you were writing homework on bits of paper, mm. you just you just write on the front and back piece of one paper and, and yes. end it in the middle of a sentence and yeah yeah and make sure oh the the back page must have fallen off sir oh, oh. god oh, that's that's on you sir isn't it sir yeah oh you've lost or my sometimes work. I do the like I'd finish it later I'd scrunch it up put it in the bottom of my bag and go oh look what got scrunched up at the bottom of my bag. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you're genius. That never even occurred to me. Oh, you were way ahead of me. Oh, Mr. Yap. What's What's he scrunched up at the bottom of his bag? Bottom of his ball bag. His scrunched up old bag. (laughs) Thank you very much. Thank you. you. I'm here all week. His wrinkly old bag. Come on. Do you think he realises that we can't hear him? He's left the the session now. He might be back. Let's hope he does. Oh, good. If I not, just said... he'll just have to forfeit the day. That's fine. Oh, yes. A new week, a new yes. clean slate. Mm. Well, let's Mr. talk Doolittle... about him. <laughs> let's talk about him and his French wicked ways. I've got a fossil right here, one I found on uh, in Lulworth Cove. It's the most tiny, insignificant thing you can look at, but apparently it is a fossil. Hmm. Of a what? The back end of a very tiny baby trilobite. It's essentially smaller than like half a little fingernail, and it just essentially looks like a feathery, weird thing. Is it a fossil, or is I it don't just? Know. I like to tell myself I found a fossil. <laughs> <laughs> don't destroy this for me. It's the only thing keeping me going this weekend. <laughs> I haven't got a fossil, even um, now. I've got my gran came round the other day and she brought a fossil she'd found on Lulworth Cove 90 years ago when she was eight. And hers is a massive old ammonite, a big old chunky thing. Yeah, because 90 years ago, people haven't been picking them all up, had they? Yeah. It's that generation that ruined it for everyone else. (laughs) She's got half a Stonehenge under her bed. (laughs) (laughs) Naughty, naughty granny. Come on, Jake Yap, what's going on? Is she really 90? She's 99 this year. She's 99 in a couple of weeks' time. Oh, does she live on her own or does she yeah, live on her own? Yeah, she lives on her own. And she, she cooks her herself and yeah, she all that? Herself. she does. Um, I think she occasionally <gasps> gets meals from Cook or something, but, you know, she's still... Wow! Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. What was she doing during the war then? How old was she? she? Well, she was a schoolgirl. So she was on a school trip when the war broke out, a school trip to Canada, and their sister mm. ship to one they were on was sunk by the Germans, so then they couldn't <gasps> get back. So they were stuck in Canada for the first six months of the war. Bit off out of it. Yeah. And then they came back and her found... Then she went to university, but she was meant to be going to, I think, Queen Mary's in London, but they were all evacuated mm. to Oxford. So she was... Oh, in Oxford for the war. And so did she did she get her degree in the end? Yeah, she's got a degree. Um, and she did do... There's some hint that she did some sort of weird code-breaking work 
at some point, but Bletchley Parky like that, but I don't think it was actually at Bletchley Park. Oh, he's coming back. Here he comes. Here he Hello, comes. everybody's favourite, Jake Yap. <laughs> Here he comes, Jake. Jake Yap. Jake Yap. 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 Where have you been, Jake Yap? Yap. The Yapster. He's more fun than afternoon nap. It's everyone's favourite, Jake Yap. Jake Yap. <laughs> <laughs> He's more don't. pleasant than a slap. <laughs> Jake Yap. Don't even think about sitting on his lap. You might get something. Jake Yap. Yep. <laughs> He's got oh. no water when he turns on his tap. He's stuck in France. Jake Yap. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh. Uh, Nowhere to go to have a crap. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a septic tank. Jake, yeah. Most people you know think he's, got... he's a pleasant chap, but they haven't oh, met him. Sure. Jake, yeah. Oh, you stupid pricks. And since I'm not editing this, <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm just putting it out as it goes. Yeah. Absolutely. If you just heard those rude words, that's Shit. Jake Yap's fault. Yeah. Um. Where oh, no, it's your go. It's your oh. go. How was that? Where did you go? Don't disappear He's again. Gone again. He's gone again. Oh. I'm not in... I... <laughs> you think I didn't bring my whistle to France? I put on my whistle. <laughs> of course I did. Wow. Uh. I'm surprised customs let you through with that. Yeah. <sighs> well, I had to do a lot. Listen to me. Okay. Yeah. It's the 30th of August, 1918. Mm. Mm-hmm. And Lenin is speaking at uh, the Hammer and Sickle. Oh, appropriate. Is it a pub? An arms factory. Not oh. not a pub. Yeah. No. What should we call the arms factory? Oh, I don't know. Hammer and sickle. Neither yeah. of those are weapons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're building it just next to the hammer and sickle grain store yeah. and the hammer and sickle. Anyway. DIY shop. It's in the south of Moscow. Len- Lenin uh, finishes. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, leaves the building. And uh, just before uh, he gets into his car, mm-hmm. uh, a woman's voice says, Lenin! Oh, yeah. And he says, yes. He turns and faces her, and she fires three shots with a Browning pistol at him. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, uh, oh, first shot. Oh, me coat. <laughs> oh, me neck. And oh, me left lung. And oh, me right collarbone and me mm. left shoulder. Um, He's excellent it, at anatomy. It's bad. Uh, he gets, yeah, he was very good at anatomy. Um, kapoing, kapoing. Got, she's, kapoing, kapoing. I brought Spike a crossbow today. Oh, did he's literally <laughs> running around going kapoing. Anyway, um. Lenin's taken back to the Kremlin, uh, and he thought, oh, wait, there's going to be other plots. He got very paranoid about the whole thing, and uh, he, he wouldn't leave the Kremlin to go to a hospital, so doctors were brought, and um, eventually they went to hospital and removed the bullets, and he survived. But they say mm-hmm. that uh, it led to kind of lifelong injuries that uh, contributed to the strokes that mm. incapacitated and killed him uh, six years later. Who... Was the woman who shot him? It wasn't me. She was called Fanny Kaplan. Ooh. Wow. Yes, and she viewed Lenin as a traitor to the revolution, mm. uh, because she was a part of the Socialist Revolutionaries mm. Party, and the Bolsheviks banned her party. And I mean, this is a classic yeah. story of the left mm. wing, isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. Like, no, but also the uh, alliance of socialist people's <laughs> <laughs> front Judea. Yeah, I think I think I think I think I remember 
Um, my mother was a member of the National Union of Teachers, mm -hmm. and she was t teaching in South East London, and they were having meetings. And I think someone was like, we also move that the South East London chapter of the NUT utterly condemns the shameful uh, atrocities taking place in Nicaragua. Oh. And you sort of think, that, of I, course. I think, yes, but the teachers but aren't I don't really think in a position gonna, to do much about it. <laughs> the Nicaraguans aren't going to sit up and go, Ooh, oh, the NUTs. We've... NUT South East <laughs> London. <laughs> The first yeah. uh, political meeting I ever went to was the uh, Structure Conference of the Socialist Alliance in 2001, at which the Socialist Party left the Socialist Alliance. They <laughs> staged a walkout throughout the afternoon, and That's I never amazing. went back again. That was the. Oh. <laughs> That's say what you like about the right wing, but man, they know how to close yeah, ranks. <laughs> they know how to mindlessly accept yeah. what other people get power, have said. Yeah. hold on to power, and Kill everyone beat else. everyone into line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, anyway. Um, Fanny Kaplan. Mm. Fanny. She uh, confessed fully and freely, and she didn't. She didn't. She didn't care. She'd already done uh, eleven years in a prison camp in Siberia mm. uh, from uh, from the age of which she was sixteen. Wow. In nineteen oh six, got out in nineteen seventeen. Nineteen eighteen, pops Bang. several caps. Yeah. Uh, in Lenin's uh, hammer and sickle. Fanny. Yeah. And. Uh, and then confesses fully. She says, my name, this is her confession. My name is Fenya Kaplan. Today I shot Lenin. I did it on my own. I will not say from whom I obtained my revolver. I will give no details. I had resolved to kill Lenin long ago. I considered him to be a traitor to the revolution. I was exiled to Akatui for participating in an assassination attempt against the Tsarist official in Kiev. I spent 11 years at hard labor. After the revolution, I was freed. I favoured the Constituent Assembly and I'm still for it. Mm. I feel like, do dating apps do like a sort of <laughs> match percentage? Because I feel like hers and mine would be very high. I mean, it's sort of strong, gives principled, 11 years of hard labour. We've mm. got so much in common. <laughs> it gives yeah. the light the idea that you could be rehabilitated through hard labour. In that she was put there for assassinating someone and the yeah, moment yeah, you yeah. go, it's like, back <laughs> to assassinating for me. <laughs> <laughs> She was executed, uh, I'm sad to say, mm. uh, on September the 3rd. Mm. So only a few days later with a bullet to the back of the head. Oh, oh God. How old was she? 27. She must be 27 and 28. 20? Yeah. Wow. Um, and her corpse was stuck in a barrel and set on fire. Oh, that seems unnecessary. Yeah. Oh, that'll learn her, won't it? Mm. Yeah, well learned her. And it gave rise to the terror. She didn't do any more assassinations after that, did she? Mm. She did not. Um... She that kicked off the Red Terror, which was the uh, period of political repression and mass killings carried out by the Bolsheviks. Lovely, um, great when left wing groups that, kill other left wing groups. That was the incident. Mm. That did it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Super stuff. Yeah. Well done, Lenin. Super great mm. stuff. Mm. Well done. Happy birthday to oh, it's one of yours, Jake. It's one of yours. It's Sam what? Samuel Whitbread. The uh, MP for Bedford. <laughs> oh, Samuel Whitbread gives good head. <laughs> That's Everybody exactly that. that was all my notes. That's all it said. Uh, no, he was <laughs> foaming. Foaming. Started the Whitbread <laughs> Brewery. He was apprenticed to a brewer at the age of 14. And by the time he was in his 60s, he owned the biggest brewery in the world. By the time he died, he was worth a million pounds in 18th century money, which is quite a lot of money in new money yeah yeah and uh as always if you're going to be a dealer in essentially drugs make sure it's the legal ones because he got to be high sheriff of hartford he was mp for bedford uh he was an abolitionist um so he's probably 
Okay, we like him. Uh, the company he started, Whitbread, uh, sold its breweries in 2001, but it's now the biggest hotel chain in the country. It was Premier Inn, Beef Eater at one point, it owned Pizza Hut. Um, and in 2001, it sold its drinks to possibly the most early 21st century sounding company I've ever heard of, InBev. Oh, wow. Just two syllables that? that mean absolutely... What, what, what wow. were you? Whitbread, what do you know? InBev. Named in-bev. after Samuel wow. InBev, who... Is no. <laughs> <laughs> it Ernest InBev? In? <laughs> That's Samuel Whitbread. He was born wow. today. Happy Death Day. Happy Death Day to Hervé Le Breton, who was a... Cleric who was appointed to be Bishop of Bangor by William II in the 1090s. Uh, the Normans, when they came over, they liked to bring people from Brittany over to put them in charge of Wales and Cornwall because they essentially all spoke the same Celtic language. Uh, however, the Welsh didn't like Harvey Le Breton or Harvey the Breton. Um, <laughs> they killed his brother. They didn't like him so much. Uh, he kept excommunicating people and they killed his brother and said, We'll do the same to you if we get our hands on you. And so he ran off to Ely and became Bishop of Ely and started writing a history of Ely. That's Herbie Breton, who died today, sometime in the 12th century. The Bishop of Ely, he likes a feely. Sorry. <laughs> He's all Ely. Unsubstantiated. <laughs> Can't libel the dead. He was probably a racist okay. as well. Yeah. Oh, he was, mate, definitely. Oh, God. There we go, Lizzie Roper. It's all in your oh, hands. Oh, here we go, here yeah. we go, here we go, here we go. It's 1909 and Mr. Doolittle is digging up things he shouldn't have dug up. And 540, 540 million years ago, we all stopped being blobs. And then mm. lockdown came along and we all went back to being <laughs> blobs, didn't we? Oh, it, it, it works for yeah. me. Um, somebody who's not a blob and has got a fantastic backbone. Fanny Kaplan from mm. 1918. You see, they yeah. missed out on a man- fantastic fashion statement there, didn't they? Here, come and get your fanny caps. Fanny caps, <laughs> ladies. Your fancy shooting a gentleman. Get your fanny caps here. Um, yes. Oh, I don't know. It's difficult, isn't it? I mean, one is, one is sort of, you know, uh, mm, sexy five-eyed woodlice. Yes. <laughs> With yes. snout noses. Yeah. Um, it's a dog, mate. It's a dog. Spiny sea slugs. And yet the other one, the other one is a really feisty woman mm. being amazing. And you know what I'm like, gentlemen, a rock mm-hmm. sexist. So I'm going to have to give the points <laughs> to Mr. Jacob. Yeah. Well done, Jake. Yay! You start this week at 1-0. Well done, Jake. <clears throat> He's sitting Thank in France as the winner. How does that feel? It feels good. Or I have a feeling you can't hear a word I'm saying. Eh? Hey? What word? Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> I said <laughs> See you tomorrow everyone. Love yeah. You. Bye. Bye. Bye.